This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Ladies and gentlemen, before our show begins, we ask that you please silence your cell phones. Are we afraid of them ringing? No, it's just that most of the concert memories discussed on this show come from a time before the cell phone was a thing. <laughs> so we'd like you to keep things authentic. All right, please welcome Bacon Sale! We say, testing your breath. No, no, no. No, don't start the show that way. Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our Disney Prince show. Yeah, very princely. Yeah, it was very princely. Yes. Yeah, very princely. Very princely. <laughs> <laughs> princely. Discussed many, many uh, handsome princes, and we enjoyed that and hope you did as well. Yes, we mm-hmm. also thank you all for commenting and uh, disagreeing with us. I'm going to say... I think the biggest discrepancy between the men and the women is that a lot of our female listener like Kristoff, the stinky booger eater, and and we because Frozen Two. I think it's because of Frozen Two. He's a very kind man. He is. He is very supportive. Um, he's a beta male. He says all the right <laughs> things. Hey, it, it, it works for some people. Apparently, it worked for me. Okay, <laughs> but I did want to say Terry Ann Finley on Instagram says the best part of this episode is Kenny 3DD knowing all the princess signs. Knowing most of them are Leos explains a lot. Great show, very entertaining. The weird thing yeah. is he knows them by heart. He didn't even do research. <laughs> True, I just knew that. Just knew no it. research. Quick. Simba, you feel it. Leo, yeah. obviously. <laughs> no, I gave you those. I was like, crap. He's the crap. <laughs> And we want to shout out a couple of the listeners who did participate. We always love participation here on Bacon Sale. We mm-hmm. like to see what your lists look like. Uh, so shout out to Ryan Farron yes. on Twitter, as well as uh, Jeff. Jeff Skywalker. Well, I mean, we'll see what the name is this week. So it's, our male listener <laughs> submitted <laughs> list ranking princes. Okay. Yeah. And our female listener uh, disagree with us a little okay. bit. Makes About sense. About yeah, yeah, I believe like uh, Mary Nolan Cox says she doesn't know what's up with Hercules. And yeah. thinks that Kristoff is tier one. So, all right. I mean, you know, it's fine to disagree. That's what it's there for. Yeah, yeah. big and sell proof. Yeah. but still, yeah. no, whatever. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We're going to throw it back in time, but we're going live for this one. That is, we are looking at our experiences, mostly your guys's, with <laughs> live concerts. Right. Yes. This is a, a a symphony of memories, if you will, uh, where we are going to be uh, doing a category show about mm-hmm. the concerts we have attended. And we do, right, we have a series of categories we want you to play along. This is one of those nostalgia shows where we want you to kind of dip into your memory banks and remember uh, the concerts that would fit the categories we're going to talk about. Right, so take our self-serving format <laughs> where we just talk about what we've seen, who we've <laughs> seen, fun memories, bad memories. And liken it some unto of yourself. Yes, indeed. Now, Ken, I want to ask you, and Zach, I want to ask you, concerts. Are mm-hmm. you big concert goers? Was this your thing? I know we like movies, and I know we, I know we like music, but mm-hmm. like concerts are definitely one of those... Some people would just prefer to listen to the album rather than pay a ton of money to sit in a sweaty room with a bunch of strangers. Right. And listen to those strangers sing. Yeah. And be covered and in a bunch of dude sweat. Yes. Because that's every concert. Yes. Yeah. I so Barry The Manilow. ones I go to. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Manilow. I am not much of a concert goer. I've been to a little more than a half dozen in my day. Um, half dozen meaning six. Yes. Not So not that many. What has prevented you? I don't. I, I do more prefer listening to the produced version of the band, right? I don't like when the, the the singer, you know, holds out their microphone and lets all the drunkards sing. I mean, I get that, but it's almost it's like seeing a celebrity in person, right? It's someone you've enjoyed for that long, a voice you've enjoyed, yeah, yeah. and then going to see a stage show. But I enjoy their work, and I want to see their work. That I, is interesting, I, though. I don't know, Zach. I completely agree with you in yeah. regard to recordings. I much prefer studio recordings to live performances, sure, with very few exceptions. 
But I, I find it interesting that you don't enjoy going to see concerts when you do I, enjoy going to see live theater. Yeah, I see live theater all the time. I don't know. I, th- I think for me, there's a little bit of an aversion in that I don't know what experience I'm going to get. Mm. But also... They're kind of expensive, those tickets. And live theater You're isn't such an no, old. How no. much did you pay for Broadway tickets? Well, Broadway, that's a little different. Mm-hmm. But but uh, the theater I see locally, I often see for free. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally disagree with you guys. I think there is nothing better than live music. Nothing gets my heart pumping more. And that's probably a lie. It's like top five. I, I'm okay. S- I'm not saying I don't like, like being at live music. I'm saying mm-hmm. on a CD or on an MP3. Like you like the quality of the... If I'm going the, to listen to it Headphones. product. Yeah, by my, if I'm listening to it at home, I want to listen to the But when you go product. to a show, don't you just get so amped? Oh, totally. Right? I've walked away from concerts and they're, completely you're inspired. Deaf, completely hoarse sure. and so happy. Yeah. I, it makes me want to do great things with my life until I get home and I just turn on Netflix and forget about it. <laughs> but I miss concerts. I Obviously, for the reason Zach has said, the price has got to be a bit much. But oh, in my insane. youth, I went at least twice a month. To as wow. many concerts as like is because concerts at that time, especially the shows I was seeing, were twenty bucks tops. Yeah, and uh, that has changed. Ballpark. What? How many concerts would you say you've been to? Zach said he's been about a half dozen. I would say forty to fifty. Are you sure? Whoa. Yeah. I, you got to go a bit higher than that because I I looked up. I went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I had fun doing research on this because I didn't go to Wikipedia. I went to my journals. Okay. I've been keeping a pretty steady journal since like mid 90s mm-hmm. and it was fun to go back and read these memories and i actually started cataloging how many people i've seen and it's not an exact number okay but i'm excited i wouldn't consider myself like a big concert goer mm-hmm. really most of the concerts i went to were like in the early 2000s that's kind of my bread and butter of when i went to concerts in college years but i've only seen around 40 bands live okay so you had to have seen more actually than that. no that was just the times i've seen muse live actually <laughs> <laughs> no i can't say because i mean i've been to warp tour Five or six times. And what tour is multiple bands? Yes, one I've seen yes. some bands five or six times. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of just compiling it down to maybe bands I have seen. I, I want you to do that, though. I want you to sit down and just oh, compile bands it, I'm you've I'm going to have seen. to put it in social media after the fact. Yeah, not, there's not no right way now. I could count right now. Yeah, don't do it right now. I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, I want you to do that because it was a fun experiment to me if you go back and be like, I have, like, a list of, like, I don't know, 34 right here. And then I have, like, I've seen this one twice. I've yeah. seen this one twice. You know, kind of. But any money I made in my late teenage years was spent either at Blockbuster Music or... Or on concerts. Yeah. And t-shirts at the concerts. And I was That's where all my money went. Like movies was mm-hmm. my thing that I did watch. Like yeah. Concerts were fun, but it had to be a very uh, specific band for me to go. Okay. I didn't just throw my money around for anybody. Yeah. Even if it was 15, 20 bucks, you could have uh, done it. It depends if my friends were going. Would you guys ever travel for a show? And how far would you travel to see a, a nice show? I've Do cons- you stay locally? I've considered recently... Uh, Elton John is on his farewell tour. So he's probably and, stopping in California. And I, and I missed when he came through Utah, but his farewell oh, tour did. has been for like three years. <laughs> and I went, ah, dang, I, I, I regret that I missed it. And so I've, I've considered getting a ticket and traveling somewhere. I won't, but I did consider it. And that was honestly the first time. I, hmm. I don't know that I would travel, but if I did like Vegas or like Denver, it's probably as far as I go. Yeah, for me, Denver's far. Denver has been a couple concerts. Yeah. Really? And it's been worth it because it's like an event. See, that's like, I, I'm just looking at my list right now and I don't think any of these are outside of Utah. Mm-hmm. But I, because you I, didn't have to, like no, they came I, I here. came here. It's it's very much I go to these shows because of convenience. Like if my friends were going, if they were close, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go to that. Or my family's going, but I probably I'd probably go to Vegas for a concert or Pocatello. You know, <laughs> I want to know how much you guys would spend for a concert. I know it depends based on the band, but what would be your line? Like, let's say a great band that you haven't seen. Like, let's say a U2 comes to town. 
would you spend more than $80 to see U2? And I know they are a bit past their prime. But it's more like like if Elton John were coming around yeah. in a farewell tour, it's like the last time to get to see him. That could be a lot of fun. Over 80 bucks? Joel? I, was, I probably would. Groupon? Yeah. Uh, Groupon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think I'm definitely an under 100 club. The moment it crosses that mm-hmm. border, I'm like, that's insane. Like getting seats to, I remember someone was going to Paul McCartney and the, the tickets were insanely right. expensive. But these are sometimes once in a lifetime opportunities. They are. That I feel like you have to take. Yeah, but sometimes, like you said, they're past their prime. They're mm-hmm. not going to be singing as well. Like Zach mentioned it too. They'll point the microphone at the audience, which it's fun to sing along. Oh, but, then but it's lazy. It, when they do it too much, I'm like, I, I paid to see you. Mm-hmm. I want to see you sing. I'll, as you're I singing ha- at the top of your lungs. Oh, totally. I'll get into this later. Yeah. <laughs> so we have, uh, how many categories do we have? 13, 14, something like that? Mm-hmm. Accurate. Just about the number <laughs> just, of concerts I've that. been to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have about that many, and we're going to go through them now. 14. 14. I was right. Here we go. Here's a walk down our concert experience, but we want, once again, we want you to, to play it along at home. Yeah, we'd love to hear about it. I think it says a lot yeah. about your personality, your gonna, answers to these questions. You're yeah. going to learn a lot about us. Very appropriately. Let's start with your first concert. What's I've, the first one you remember? I'm not going to count the one I've brought up a lot on this show because I think it was more incidental when I was 12 and I saw the Beach Boys accidentally <laughs> at the VP Fair in St. Louis because I didn't care. I didn't yeah. even watch the show. I just said, hey, John Stamos is playing the drums for Beach Boys. Yeah. So I'm not counting that. My first official concert that I paid for and I was passionate about was the Smashing Pumpkins. Wow, that's a you, good start. That was a, you went right to Smashing Pumpkins. Right to Smashing Pumpkins. Wow. Obviously, I was kind of a dark kid. So this was August 27th, 1995, the Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness Tour. I was 14 years old. <laughs> yeah, but this and, is like when they were, had hit the scene. They yeah, so big. they already had Gish, Siamese Dream, and now this double album, which was really moody and dark, not quite a door. The songs were, some were heavy, mm-hmm. some were a little bit bonkers, Yeah, but this was kind of my spirit album at that age. And I was 14. 14 going I to Smashing worry about myself. Concert. Did you wear like, you know, any protective gear? Cause well, headgear. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's the age I was at. I wow. still had braces, but you know, little me who had a butt cut going, despite all my rage, I'm still <laughs> just a rat in a cage. <laughs> and I was angry at the world, even though I had nothing to be angry about, but this concert, it started off. I still remember it. I love these memories it, and I hadn't seen the movie, but it started off with a clip of Charlton Heston in Planet of the Apes. And I was like, that's weird. I don't understand this. But then they start playing and... Where was this at, you say? This was at the Delta Center. Okay. Or what was known as the Delta Center. You can Center. call it the Delta Center. It's that's had 19 names since then. Yeah. And of course, it was my first concert. And I'm like, oh, what's this opening band? Hurry up. I want to see the band I paid 40 bucks to see. Yeah. That's the thing they don't tell you about concerts. Like, by the way, you're only going to see them for probably about a half hour to 45 minutes. Yeah. We're gonna Hopefully an hour band. and a half. Yeah. This other band is going to play before them. Right. With two encores. Two encores would be nice. Yes. Because it always surprises you. But isn't it amazing how encores are like expected now? <laughs> it's, it's like sh- when people are like, one more song. I'm like. Well, obviously, they're going to come back out. And they, they, they go off stage to do the whole fainting, like, okay, good night. They go off stage and wait in the wings. We're back for you guys. And then you cheer, and then they come out, and you just you get so happy, though, when they come I out. I want to see a band that comes back out to an encore after everyone's kind of left and didn't cheer for them. <laughs> <laughs> but Smashing Pumpkins, it was so iconic. I still like them. I've seen concert videos of them now. Obviously, they've aged quite a bit. How were they in concert? They were cool. They weren't very lively, mm. but they were cool. The whole thing was like mystifying and I was just so enamored by seeing this band that I love so much. Did Billy Corgan talk about his time on Small Wonder during the concert? Or? It, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then Marilyn Manson was there talking about yeah, Wonder, Wonder Years. Years. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so 
That is my first concert, and I love it to this day. I got a t-shirt. Joel, what was your first concert? The Beatles. Oh, uh, oh wait. No, that I was born in 1980, <laughs> so that's not possible. The Fab Four. Um, no, it's actually... Uh, I, I was talking to my parents, because I, 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 I remember, obviously, I, I took my kids to a concert, their first concert, and I, it was kind of this big deal, like, mm-hmm. okay, kids, it's your first concert. So I texted my parents, and I'm like, what was the first concert? Because I had some idea of what it might be, and they wrote back, they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, and they said, it could have been this band. It could have been this band. Like, but like, did you go on your own? No, well, this is when the whole family went. Okay. And it was, and I'm pretty sure this is what it was. My first concert, but there's, it's hazy, but it's 1964 as the Beatles. So it's a tribute band. They uh, formed in 1984. Okay. And they're actually called 1964, the tribute now because, you know, legal reasons probably. Oh, I was probably around 10 years old. Uh, going with my family to this one, but they do, they dress like the Beatles, they talk like the Beatles, they oh. act like the Beatles, and it's like you're watching a Beatles concert. Does the name imply a pivotal time in the Beatles history, or do they stop playing the hits like post 1964? They, they do mostly early Beatles, like mm-hmm. 1964. All the catchy era, hooks and everything. They do kind of middle age, middle era too. Okay. And I think that middle I, age. Yeah, middle Beatles. But I think they do at one point come out in psychedelic outfits, I think, and maybe do like one of the later ones. Okay. I don't know. But um, they go backstage and, you know, do a little drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they, they really do their best to keep it as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, meaning they want to present themselves as if they were, as if you're seeing a Beatles concert. And I thought, and growing up on Beatles music, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. I highly enjoyed it. The funny thing is, apparently, I found out that people came up to them and were like, I saw the Beatles back in this time. And you guys were like spitting image kind of thing. Oh, I'm sure they loved Except that. Except I could actually hear you because, you know, obviously oh, sound systems have gotten right. much better now. And no screaming girls everywhere. Exactly. And that, although they still had some of that too. I remember really? like, wow, people are freaking out over huh. these people that aren't really the Beatles. But also, they say that the Beatles apparently did like 30 minute sets. And never did encores in their early shows. Because their songs were like two and a half minutes long. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're done. Uh, so they said that they, they extend a little bit longer, which people are, you know, uh, happy about. So Was this like a, did you say, was it like at a community, at a park I or amphitheater? This one, this one I be, if I remember right, and like I said, this is hazy childhood memories mm-hmm. coming back. But I think it was, at, I want to say Weber State. Oh, okay. At a concert hall. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. So I, I, I remember seeing 96 Wars of the Beatles and, and, you know, having never got to see the Beatles in my lifetime mm-hmm. that's as close i'm gonna get and it was actually a fun kickoff because i already knew the songs i liked it it was a family friendly atmosphere we're not gonna hit on cover bands here because it's li- once again live music for songs you love yeah so the celebrity is great the original voice is great but yeah. cover bands that do it well yeah, hey, yeah way great. to go so yeah, yeah. not an, an odd choice i know but it was one that i went i, I think that yeah. was my first concert yeah. and oh. i got their autograph too oh yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah i got their autograph from a ticket my it's first- like steven <laughs> steven is ringo <laughs> Jonathan yeah. Lennon. <laughs> yeah. My first concert was much lamer than yours. I really tried to think about it. And I'm, uh, my first concert was an elementary school field trip to the Utah Symphony. The first time I saw that live music. says Aww. so much about you, Zach. Yeah. You're band kid. Yeah. Right? I've I been was. to the Utah Symphony too, but I think it must have been... I w- my, my school went like later. every year. So I went multiple times. Was there a kid. theme or was it just basic... There was, uh, but they did the planets one year. Uh-huh. Um, they did uh, the volleys four seasons one time. So, yeah. So but did you love it? Loved it. Okay. I loved the symphony. Did Spoke that begin soul. your love? I think so. Okay. I think, uh, did that so, begin your love for not going to concerts? <laughs> yes, I think it did. They were too rowdy. I wanted everyone to sit in a seat and listen to the violin. Uh, Why is someone singing during this music? <laughs> what's what's happening? Don't make sounds. The clarinet is all we need. Uh, but yeah, that's that's. 
I, I like classical music a lot mm-hmm. and I really think that's that's what helped you know I was a kid and for some reason my school prided themselves in in being the most uh, well-dressed and polite of all the elementary school kids at, that's the, impressive. at the performance yeah so, I remember yeah. junior high they took us to the ballet uh, ballet yeah. west and we saw Billy the Kid what Billy the Kid ballet Billy was a not a good was combination. it ballet the kid Ah, should have been. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that actually kind of turned me off to ballet because it was not the ability. It was not the young yeah, guns. Like, this I isn't knew. young yeah. guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up is the opening band that made an impression. We left this one kind of open because it could mm-hmm. be a good impression. It could be a bad impression. Totally, just, an impression. You, you went to go see one band and then the, the opening band, generally forgettable. Yeah, but this one made an impression. Mm-hmm. Mine was actually Angels and Airwaves. Whoa. So we went to go see uh, Weezer on October 7, 2008 at the E-Center, uh, now the Maverick Center. Mm-hmm. And Angels and Airwaves, actually they had, oh, I forgot their name, Tokyo Police. Yeah, Tokyo yeah. Police Club. Yeah. They, were, they were actually before Angels and Airwaves, and oh, we, okay. we, we didn't care for them, and sure. I don't remember their songs. We kind of walked around the venue at that point. Mm-hmm. But we went and watched Angels and Airwaves, because uh, we were waiting to go see Weezer. We went there for Weezer. And Angels and Airwaves is a spinoff of Blink-182. Yeah. Like Tom DeLonge. The falsetto is, Tom. Yes. And so he uh, he's the, the singer. The worst of this Tom. But, oh, God. I tell you what, this was not a good impression. So Angels and Airwaves music, I do kind of, I enjoy it. It's got this ethereal kind of dreamlike quality to it. Because the studio produced. Oh, uh, very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he would like, the, the music was fine and the lighting was fine. But he, Tom DeLonge was just an idiot. Every time he opened his mouth between songs, I hated him more. Like he just was he trying to banter? Uh, yeah, he was trying to, but he's just vulgar and perverted. Like he told this, told the story about peeping, uh, being a peeping tom. That was just like why? And his voice was terrible. And he just can he you did, do an impression of Tom DeLonge's singing voice, please? No, it's <laughs> a so sorry. It's <laughs> over. Yeah, when oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Zach. <laughs> uh, no, but and, 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 and like he wasn't a showman. Like he he just kind of walked around and then like would like move his hips. That's mm-hmm. all he'd do. And I the whole time I'm watching it going. That's all I, I do during bacon sale. <laughs> <laughs> but I was watching. That's not him, enough. Watching him and I was like, and I just remember thinking, I still like some of their songs. But every time I listen to him, I think of that experience and I'm like. Yeah, that kind of soured me mm-hmm. on Angels I and Airwaves it. a little bit. So, yeah, Angels and Airwaves has made an impression, not a good one. And sometimes for the opening band, it could be a good opening band, but sometimes the uh, sound system is just terrible. Like yeah, they yeah, don't actually don't. make the quality until the headliner. Well, if I remember right, they had some issue with their lighting on this one where like it crashed mm-hmm. and they had to reboot the system. And so they didn't Horrible. have lighting for a bit. I don't know. It was weird. What about so, you, Kent? Yeah. The opening band that made an impression. First, I'll talk about the headliner, and it was No Doubt. Oh, Whoa. you saw No Doubt in concert? I did. This That'd is June fun. 5th, 1997. No this was the Tragic Kingdom tour. Oh! Yeah. That's like where all the hits come from. I'm Just a Girl, Spiderwebs. Yeah. It's a great album. Great album. Yeah. Seriously great. How much did I like No Doubt? Uh, 15%. Sure. Like, I did not care. But you went to the concert. Because I was there to see Weezer. Oh, Weezer was uh, open Weezer for no doubt. open for freaking what? no doubt. Wow, this that's, was, a, that's an odd connection so between So Weezer us. had their Pinkerton tour, and for some reason, when they came to Salt Lake... Pinkerton. This was, Pinkerton. Is that an album? Oh, my uh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> this is at the Delta Center, and already we had the Blue Album, which just changed 90s alternative music. Yes. And then Pinkerton came out on it. once again. So this was 1997, and I was already kind of a dark kid, kind of coming off my dark Smashing kid? Pumpkins sort of. The wrestling bee is the dark kid. <laughs> spelling <laughs> bee. Wearing my leotard. Yeah. Spelling bee. <laughs> the spelling bee. Yes. The wrestling bee. Ah. 
I was so excited to see Weezer and so mad that they were opening for this, what I considered to be a popular wannabe alternative band. A ska I, band. I did. They used to be ska until they were this ska album. Then. They were not ska. And then, well, maybe. They were, yeah. This is when they were crossing over into selling yes. out. Yeah. And oh. so, well, come on. Save for a No Doubt show. <laughs> Actually, uh, that'd be a weird one. We could do it. Anyways, so Weezer plays, and I just devoured it. It was cool, like I said, at the Delta Center. So it was big arena rock, mm-hmm. and it was perfect because they played. Basically, because their songs are so short, like the Beatles, the full Blue album, and Pinkerton as well. And Pinkerton is, can get really emotional, and I was loving it. And then I noticed, as soon as they stopped playing, and I was like, hey, should, should we leave? <laughs> like, should we not stay for No Doubt? Like, is that okay? And I noticed all, and remember, I'm a teenager. I noticed all these guys who were like in their 30s get up and leave. Oh, wow. Granted, there were so many screaming girls for No Doubt that they didn't care about Weezer. But for me and my, there weren't, my ilk. There weren't guys screaming for Gwen? No, because I don't think people wanted, well, maybe people that watch the box weren't all <laughs> that excited, even though it was a big deal concert with two great bands. Yeah, that's a good But concert. I was there for Weezer. And yes, it paid off. But then, honestly, No Doubt didn't do very good. You did stay. I did stay. How did No Doubt not do good? She's great. Yeah, it just wasn't. And it's kind of crass. Oh, really? I was going to put it there. It wouldn't okay. have been Joel approved. <laughs> uh, oh, that's the other thing about concerts, too. Concerts is, rarely are. Yeah, I was going to say, most yeah. concerts I've gone to are not like family friendly. Like right. It's like you, you they, they're squeaky clean on the album. Mm-hmm. And then between they're like, blah, 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 curse word, curse word. Yeah. You're like, okay. I'm going to say your city's name and you're going to cheer. Yeah. Yeah. The opening band that made an impression on me comes from the Honda Civic Tour in June of 2008 out of the Great Seltaire. Uh, there was four acts. One of them in was a Honda Civic. Were they all performing? Yeah, all, of them, all of them. <laughs> one of them was Phantom Planet. That's oh, I've heard of Phantom Planet. Yeah, California they, they is amazing. California song that you love. But then it was almost co-headlined. Uh, but one of the technically the openers was Motion City Soundtrack. Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, their their song uh, Everything Is All Right. Yeah, is it's one of my all time so favorites. And it, it was that's it was, my hype song. At so this is two thousands indie alternative. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, the band that made an impression on me was the was between those two, and that was the Hush Sound. I love the Hush they Sound. Are, they Who were, the heck is the they Hush Sound? They were an sound? awesome indie band. This was, again, back in the day of, um, what's the album? Uh, Decadence or whatever, Pete Wentz's album. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were this really kind of eclectic band, but it was this beautiful Wait, piano like spin-off player. band? The Hush Sound? Well, no, well, no, not necessarily. No. But oh, okay. No, no we'll send you a few songs after this. Yeah, okay. but it's, it's this beautiful piano player and this kind of indie rock guitar guy. With a little bit of swing in there, too. With a little bit of swing that bumps in. And it's it's just this really fun, uh, upbeat music. And I, I was just watching this piano player just do her thing. And uh, I, I became a, a really big fan of that band because of that concert. I'd never heard of them. I still have never heard of them. And well, it, they it, stopped playing in 2008. Yeah, yeah. it was shortly because after. Because of Zach? Yeah. <laughs> I started liking them. They crashed the but yeah and so check them out the hush sound i mean like they aren't going to make music anymore and it's a long time ago but Mm -hmm. it was pretty groovy and so i loved being able to discover uh, a band through this show that's the other thing i find interesting about concerts is sometimes you see a band and it's like you you have no idea who they are but they end up going really big and you're like oh yeah i saw them before they're cool i'm a big deal and then other times you see a band they're like oh they're gonna go places they're so cool and that was like their last performance yeah like they broke up after that yeah i mean motion city soundtrack really didn't do anything after that phantom planet died after that Mm. yeah so and i'll 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 curse the band i'll talk about the headliner (laughs) later but all right next is the concert that made you like the band more 
What do you got, Kent? I've got a humble brag. Oh, boy. Are we okay with this? Sure. The Rolling Stones. Oh, you saw yeah. the Stones in, yeah, in Denver, right? Yeah, this was two years ago. This was at Mile High Stadium. This was my first time in an NFL stadium. Mm-hmm. And wow, was it cool. Granted, I was sitting at the very top, so it felt large in spectacle. But obviously, I wasn't very close to the band themselves. Right. I did not want to go to this show because it's the Rolling Stones. Who really cares? I paint it black. One of my favorite songs of all time. Really? But the rest of their discography, I'm like, oh, it's okay. I mean, it's Mick Jagger. He's personality, but the, their songs are okay. And my friend Griff, who I've seen many concerts with, said, dude, I'll buy your ticket. What? Wow. And it was like 90 bucks. Jeez. And, I mean, it's uh, the Stones. They have a reputation. And he's like, I'll get your hotel room too. I'm like, keep going. Oh, they should be getting <laughs> Medicaid by now. So Yeah, so they're, they're quite old, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he literally, six months before this concert, recently got heart surgery. Mick Jagger did. Yeah, Mick Jagger did. But when he came out on stage, I'm like, cool, this will be nice. They're one of the classic rock and roll bands, like one of the most iconic of all time. This will be cool to see. And they killed it. He was all over the stage. He was Mick Jagger as if he hadn't aged a day. Dancing everywhere. And the show he put on sold me on them. You were so far away, though. It may not have been Mick Jagger. I actually (laughs) probably wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was just a hologram. Oh yeah, which well, is and, weird. And yeah. uh, was the was the drummer there? Yeah, the drummer was there. So I mean, you probably he, saw it, one of the last times they ever performed. Right. So he, the drummer, together. recently passed away. Yes. And it was funny because I was mentioning, I'm like, hey, because you know, you you can look at them on stage, but you also see on the jumbotrons. Do you guys the watch this, when you go to like these events? Do you watch? I the get screens, caught up on the jumbotron the live show. I get caught up on it. I'm I like, like, I'm watching a YouTube video. I don't have a great camera angle from where I'm standing. I don't get cool cinematography. Yeah. Like, watch the screen. Yeah. I try to make myself watch the performers because I'm like, this is why you're here. Yeah. You can only see like bright spots of where they are because the spotlights like wash out their face, but mm-hmm. that's where they are. Well, and that's actually something I love watching concert videos. Like I've watched many concert videos on like Amazon and stuff mm-hmm. because it's like filmed well, you know, yeah. and you're right in front of them. Yeah. 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 So just to see Keith Richards, Mick Jagger and the rest of the guys yeah. play and the live and the others <laughs> play live was phenomenal. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. And a band I didn't care to see became a band whose music I actually really like because I feel now connected to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it's not as epic as that, Ken. I'm going to admit that right now. Okay. That's, that's awesome. But I mocked Dashboard Confessional oh. so much in college mm-hmm. okay. because it was the whiny guy in the corner of the party, like playing the guitar and all the girls are hanging around. Like he's, you know, just screaming, just like, Hi, Ryan, I'm not? sorry because I hurt you. Yesterday, emotionally. But, but, song, but. but now they're vindicated? Now they're vindicated. Uh, no, so I went to go see him. In I like how you say him because there really is no band. Chris Caraba Chris is. Chris Carne Asada? <laughs> Chris Camellas. <laughs> uh, no, but Chris Caraba is Dashboard Confessional. And Caraba. I went to go see him uh, in 2007, <laughs> September 2007 at Electric Park in Lehigh, Utah. It was a Jamboree music festival. There were like 10 bands there. In fact, a couple more are going to be brought up here. It was, it was Surprisingly, I didn't really want to go to that concert as much. Desperate Professional was the headliner. Because mm-hmm. they are only a few years removed from their My wife's height. favorite band. Still? Yeah, I believe so, yes. That's so sweet. She still absolutely loves them. And so I mocked him, but I went there because, you know, I love my wife. And we went there, and I get it. Like, the guy is a showman. Mm-hmm. Like, he slayed it. He was on stage. He was just, like, captivating and just, like, moving around. And the energy was there. And it was amazing. And I was like, okay. I understand why people like this band. I still mock him. I still do. My wife As you should. Him. The, wine, the whinier earlier stuff. But I did come away from that show being like, adding that to my playlist, adding that to my playlist. Oh, that's so cute. Because he was 
he just he's very good at working the crowd and it, and it's him the it's, sound quality is almost as good as studio yeah which i don't think is very good in the first place but it's almost as good he's really good <laughs> and he's he's devastatingly handsome too so yeah, that's, yeah. he's not hard to look that at. hair it has gone through some evolution it's everywhere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way to go yeah so yeah uh, back in 2007 when i saw dashboard confessional i decided to mock them less okay him less once upon a time, I was looking through my emails and I got an email from a local radio station mm-hmm. that they were having a sale for their tickets for $9.60. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. And so I bought them because I was like, it's a $10 ticket. Who yeah. cares? And I bought a ticket for cake. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? Which concert was this? Do you know what? The Nightmare Before Xmas. Yes. Okay. And it was. Oh, it would have been. Was this short skirt, long jacket? Go the distance. It I'm was their to... their um, self released studio album in 2011. No, for people that don't know Cake, because they don't really have a band anymore. No. It's a, um, I would say, modern poetry to blues guitar. Blues guitar and yeah. heavy bass lines. And oh, very, very yeah. Trumpet. All right. Very yeah, eclectic. the singer is very monotone. Yeah, they're not singing. He's talking. Yeah. Like, basically, his singing voice is my judging voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. And it's funny because people go, oh, you know, his concerts were kind of dull and, 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 you know, he's pretty monotone. And I'm like, that's the music. But yeah. I don't know. I, I started listening to the band more um, and I'm a huge fan of like, uh, strong foundations in music. I love good drums mm-hmm. and I love good bass. And and that you're all about that bass. That's all about no no trouble. trouble. And so I started listening to the band more, and I, I really enjoyed the concert. They do something really goofy and hippie in their show. And every concert they give away, they gave away a tree, and you, okay. he would like ask a question like a trivia question, and whoever could answer it right won the tree. And it was like a small little tree, and oh, good you thing. would just plant it. It's not like a full-grown sequoia. No, no. <laughs> and they would just plant it in the area, and then like post pictures periodically on their website. I don't know That's if it's still up. It should be a cake. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> it's it's a cake. The cake is a lie. But they they are like, we want to contribute to the world, so we're going to give away trees at our concert. But yeah, so I, I found myself liking the band more surprisingly. It was All right. A, it right. was a good concert. It was smells there that weren't family friendly. But oh, uh, that's another thing in concerts. <laughs> oh yeah, they get yeah. not Does it smell like skunk in here. I don't yeah. know what's going on. But when he picked up the vibra slap, that's that thing that goes. Uh, I was very happy. It was very fun to Joel see. Joel and I are looking at you like, what? What the heck it's is the a little instrument slap. that goes. I'll show you pictures later. It's okay. awesome. They use it a lot in their music, and uh, that dull man won me over that night. Okay. But now we have the concert that made you like the band less. So Goldfinger is a very ah. impressive James Bond movie. Goldfinger the band? No. Man, they have that good one song. So open your eyes. That's the song. Wake up, wake up. Whoa. You don't like here in your bedroom? Uh, Superman? One. Superman is the one I'm thinking. No, I it's think like, open here your eyes. I am. Getting older all the time. They're, they're a band from a, power, a ska punk band from formed in 1994. Mm-hmm. And I saw them in 2002 at the X96 Bash of 2002 in Salt Lake. September what what 80s song did they cover in that one? Because they do that a lot. Well, so I only really knew, like, Open Your Eyes. I really enjoy that one. I'm like, oh, cool. They're here. I want to know more about this band. Because yeah. we, we play Wake Up or, or Open Your Eyes as kind of to wake each other up. Like, just crank it up. Wake up, wake up. Whoa. It's kind of tease each other. good. It was a running gag. So I went and saw them, and they were extremely vulgar, hyper political, mm-hmm. like super, like they get on the microphone and they would just spew out all sorts of political stuff. 
and did some pretty offensive things on stage. Like this X96 bash was outdoors. It was, oh, I don't remember where it was. Is it Utah State Fairgrounds? That's I know it. this because I was at the same concert. We were at the same concert? I literally was watching in this with you. In 2002. As, as PETA was handing me a pamphlet. Yes, they were they were passing up stuff in, in the crowd as well. Yes. And there, but there were multiple. There were this two, was horrible. Yeah, there were two stages, and you could go watch one band and one the other. And I was like, "Let's get out of here because I'm done with this band." I loved Goldfinger. Uh, they were on every single one of my mixtapes back in high school mm-hmm. until this moment. Yeah, there, I, we I don't, don't need to bring up what moment it is. But it was yeah, a terrible it was, moment. It was, it was really gross, and it was one of those things where I thought, "Is this legal?" Mm-hmm. That's what I really thought when that happened. I'm wow. not, I don't get. It's not family friendly, but uh, yeah. So was that your pick as well, Kent? No, it's not. Okay, uh, about the same sort of crassness. It's Blink-182. Uh, so Tom DeLonge again? Yeah, basically. He, just, he basically ruins everyone <laughs> that goes to see him? So, yeah, the, Blink-182, I could see they were getting popular. This is the band that I started to listen to, like, with Cheshire Cat, and then Dude Ranch was starting to get really popular, and I'm like, oh, they're getting... I sound like Tom DeLonge now. Oh, they're getting really popular. I'm I don't sorry. Know I like <laughs> Where are you? And I'm so sorry. <laughs> so... I have seen this band three to four times in different shows. Time out. You've seen Blink-182 three times, and you like them less each time? Why do you keep seeing them? The the thing with punk shows is because they're all buddies from SoCal. And so there's four bands playing in each concert. And to see a certain band, like an MXPX, I'd also have to see Blink-182. Okay. And so every time I saw them, I was angry because... In concert, much like Angels and Airwaves, and it wasn't a sound issue or anything, these guys were basically kids just out of high school. They had Scott as the drummer at the time, most talented member of the band to that point. And then okay. Travis came in. He was great as well. Mm-hmm. But, so have you seen Travis Barker live? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. But Mark's guitar skills <laughs> left wanting. And Tom's voice. There's a reason. The Blink-182 songs are just three chords. Yes. There's yeah. nothing actually musically impressive about that band. And their for, songs their were basically like, I was like, is it possible to be this out of sync when you have two singers going? Because I'm like, do they do they practice? Or is this the first time they've ever played together? Mm. And well, yes, what year was this? Uh, this was just basically the years of 96 through 98. Okay. so yeah. And then I finally was like, I'm done seeing anything that you're affiliated with. Okay. Wow. But I, I really stopped caring about Blink-182. So you didn't see uh, Plus 44 or whatever it was, like the other spinoff band? Or, no, I did not. Or uh, what's the one that sings, uh, shoot, what's the other spinoff band? Joke lost. But yeah, Blink-182. Uh, I, and I want to hear if other people like enjoyed them in concert. Yeah. Or Boxcar uh, Racer. Boxcar Racer. <laughs> there you go. Joke back. <laughs> wow. Um, so mine, this is, this is actually a technicality because I don't dislike this band even to this day, but I mentioned that Honda Civic tour. <laughs> the headliner, the cursed Honda Civic, the cursed Honda Civic. The headliner was Panic at the Disco. Oh, ah. I like Panic at the Disco, and I have. I'm a hipster on this one. I've liked them since. This the was we write sins, not tragedies. No, era. this was right after. This was pretty oh. pretty odd. So when they was, weren't as big, this was their second. Their music album. was still good. So you it, saw My Chemical Romance. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Here's the thing. I didn't. That's what I was expecting. So Panic at the Disco comes out in 2005, and they they have their their show is like this vaudevillian, mm-hmm. over the top theatrical nightmare. <laughs> I bought tickets for that show, and it was supposed to be at the E Center. And I literally show up day of the concert. Nobody's in the parking lot. Nothing's going on. And I walk up to the doors of the E-Center and the concert had been canceled. Oh. And they're like, uh, you know, figure out whoever got you your tickets, you get your refund. The concert was canceled due to bad weather. So they just skipped over the town. 
So then I bought the, the next time they came in town, I bought tickets for that. And that was the Honda Civic tour. Well, they had at this point put out their second album, which was very much inspired by the Beatles. It was very, um, it was much more chill. It was much more sixties rock. I actually love this album. I think it's really good, but I, I just felt so gypped that I didn't get that super fun vaudevillian theatrical thing. Mm-hmm. Because when I saw this yeah. show, they had no shoes on. They had rugs. They had uh, their mic stands had flowers wrapped around them. And they just did this. So they all super had, chill. Like, long hair shag thing. And it was it was an enjoyable show. They did a very good job. They played a couple songs that I do really like. They, at one point. Black Parade. <laughs> not my chemical <laughs> romance. No, there was it was uh, a song. They, you know, they all switched instruments for one of them. Mm-hmm. And it was still enjoyable. But at the end of the day, I was like, that's not what I wanted to see. And I, I was annoyed. I'm like, oh, so the, the band that exemplified mid 2000s emo and had this fun showmanship and i've seen these videos of i don't get to see that sucks you guys suck i don't like this oh and even though i enjoyed the concert i i was just a little bit heartbroken and liked him a little less after that i get it yep yeah understandable now we have the best showmanship and audience interaction in a show so we talked about audience interaction how sometimes it's cool because you get to sing along with your favorite song yeah and sometimes it's lazy but i'm more going with best showmanship which got the audience involved the band is called Robert Randolph and the Family Band. <laughs> this is a real band. Is this like, you know, the Farley Family Reunion? Is this something like... <laughs> it is. Uh, and the cousins show up. Yeah. And I mean, what? They have what? Funeral potatoes. Who the heck is this? So Robert Randolph and the Family Band. So this, by the way, 2006, February 11th. And this was in the Fillmore Auditorium in Colorado. So th- once again... You this went is, to Colorado to see Robert Randolph and again, the Family Band? Once again, Griff went, hey... I'll pay for your concert ticket if you come with me to Colorado. I'm like, I'm down for a road trip. I don't know who these freaking guys are. And then I went and saw the band, and they're a gospel funk band. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, still, I don't care. Then all of a sudden, Robert Randf- Randolph, who Rolling Stone calls one of the 100 greatest guitarists of all time, hmm. sits down with this pedal steel guitar. Yeah. So it's something that like you're sitting down, and it's a guitar that you pick at. Right. And he is rocking out. He has a band of like 11 people and they're all dancing and singing. And it's this, it's, it doesn't sound like gospel music. It actually sounds like bluesy rock and roll, but they're all dancing. And even though there was like a full crowd, everyone was dancing to themselves. Kind of like, cause we're all, that's Colorado. We're all pretty white, but we were all <laughs> dancing and I was loving it. And I've never been to a funk show before, right. but I was smiling from ear to ear and for that, like those memories, when I hear those songs, it brings me back to 2006 when I'm like, I was, sh- I was so shocked by how great that was and how good the band was. And they're also the kind of band that Zach, like you're saying, they'll like trade off and play each other's instruments. I think that's fun. It's yeah. so fun. You don't understand who's playing what when you're just listening. Yeah. yeah. So when you see it, it's cool. And then, you know, while he's playing, you know, he's normally sitting down, but he'll like kick the chair out. He'll start dancing and playing and jumping up on top of it and while still singing the on the steel guitar, on the steel guitar that's right. which the, uh, the hand the, gestures were confusing me. You were right. Doing. The uh, Pentecostal churches call the sacred steel. And oh. that night, it was Sacred Steel. So best showmanship was Robert Randolph and the Family Band. Wow. Have you have you bought their albums? Or I have that one album from that one concert I went to. Nothing okay. since. Okay. For me, it's it actually the same Jamboree Music Festival where I saw Dashboard Confessional. Okay. And it was the Aquabats. So the what? Aquabats... Gross. What? <laughs> I don't like those guys. What? No. So a bunch of my friends love the Aquabats back in the day. Mm-hmm. like Because you know, they're a silly rock band. They have fun lyrics. Pool party. Like, all like all systems go. Like a, com- like a comedy ska band, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and that's the thing is they they have their own style, but they like they come out in costume and they were playing their songs and they were really funny on the microphone. Like they were they cracking were. me up. And they like they do these random things like you know they're giving away trees over yeah. at uh, what's their buckets concert over in Cakeland. But on this one they got like inflatable pool toys like an alligator and like a flamingo or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they got audience members to come up and then they had a race to see who could crowd surf to the back the fastest. So they put them on top of the crowd and like we pushed them along. Yeah, just stuff like that where I was like, I was very impressed with their showmanship. And I went, you know what? These guys are fun. I get why people like them. I knew about the Aquabats and I was like, okay, it's kind of like cheesy ska because their songs are very almost like Weird Al, but not parodies. It's novelty. It's novelty. And then I saw them in concert and I said, I really love these guys. It may have been, I don't know, probably late 90s. Yeah. And then I bought their CD after going to the concert and I took it back to Graywell immediately because I hated them. <laughs> so in concert, they're phenomenal. Yeah, they got a great show. Yeah. Uh, but I will admit, I still don't know too many of their songs. I haven't. Like, Super Rad is probably their biggest yeah, one. Super Rad, Pool Party, like yeah. those ones that I listen to most. But I, I was impressed. So the Aquabats, if you get a chance to see them in, in concert, you're not going to be disappointed. It's going to be a fun time. It's true. I don't really have a strong answer for this one. I just wanted to, this is pretty much the only slot I could put. Uh, one time I saw Cage the Elephant open for Muse. And oh. the lead singer, I was kind of surprised by, but just distracted by, yet entertained. He had a the corded microphone and just swung it around just so much. <laughs> and technically speaking, that's not entertaining, but I just kept envisioning what if that microphone snapped off. off that cable? <laughs> it's someone in the face. And so I was like thoroughly entertained by what this guy was doing, even though it was kind of dumb. Uh, and so I'm just want to call out Cage the Elephant for that one. Nice. Yeah. Now we have the dullest performance. And this, I swear, it wasn't that that impressive of a concert, but this is from that same Jamboree Music Festival in mm-hmm. 2007, September 2007, Electric Park. And it's Colby Calais. Oh. Well, now, why? she was fine. What are you expecting out of that show? Well, it was more like, uh, what's this? This is the show where is I saw. Is that Sarah Bareilles? <laughs> it might be it with a wig. What discount does she sing? Uh, it starts in my toes and it wrinkles my nose. <laughs> That's so um, cute. So they, she had she had her hits of Bubbly and Realize, and she'd you know she was I think that went like two times platinum the album Coco. Is she the one that sings I'll bring you roses? Maybe no, that's uh, I don't know. That's uh, Ingrid Michaelson. Oh, same thing. <laughs> I got that last part. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but this is the show where I saw the Aquabats and I saw Toad the Wet Sprocket. They were hilarious and great. And, uh, and Toad the Wet Sprocket was hilarious. Well, that's the, they're like they're like you probably heard this. It's like I don't know why we're here. Right, you probably heard this last song in utero. Like they're making how fun of how old they were the whole time but i loved it they were they were great aquabats are great dashboard conventional great and then colby calais it was like she was barefoot sitting on a stool on a rug and she'd be like this next song is bubbly and then she'd sing it and then she'd go um this next song is realized so it's and then like she'd sing it it's like you're at a, a wow. pizza place and they have some local singer yeah. songwriter or coming to coffee to, shop where you can't raise your voice too yeah, much hey, it a, really was like after seeing all these not all these bands but a couple of these other bands i was mm-hmm. like wow you need to step up your performance because your songs are not that and it's just her and a guitar you know just there's no band well there was a band but like it was just really really dull so i was bored by colby kelly and it made me kind of go Meh, on most of her songs now it wasn't bad but it just right. was dull okay Mine took place on February 13th, 1998, and it was at the Great Saltaire. Yes. Seen a few concerts there, and it's Primus. Primus? Primus. Dull? Dull. Dull? So I want you to, to think about this. My name is Mud? Yeah. That's my My name is Mud. It's always been. Say baby. Yeah. I mean. Say baby. Do you want to lay down Bobby's? Their songs are so energetic. Yeah. Tommy was a race car driver. Yeah. 
And so he's up on stage. And by the way, they played, they headlined. So Blink-182, once again, Aquabats, and Long Beach Dub All-Stars, which is Sublime without Bradley Knoll. Oh. And so when they were still trying to be a band and they were... They weren't yet sublime with Rome, <laughs> but they've sure been trying a long time. But then you have Primus, and I'm like, you know what? This guy is kind of a legend in the alternative world. I'm really excited to see him. And he gets up, and he puts this kitchen stool down, and he sits on the stool, and his band is kind of like 40 feet away from him. Mm-hmm. And he just plays. He's just picking at it. And yes, he sings the songs. And it was the most boring, least energetic concert I've ever seen. So what we're saying is... Don't use stools. Yeah, definitely. If you're doing a concert, don't use stools. Yeah, please don't use stools because his energy was gone. And I don't know if he just didn't care, but even the songs I wanted to hear because there was a huge one about Wynonna that was on the box at the time. Oh, good heavens. And I was like, yeah, right. I'll stop it there. (laughs) But I was like, oh, that would be so fun to see. And it was just boring. A scissor man I really wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even play most of their hits or Mm -hmm. they, he didn't really play most of the hits so weird yeah Plus claypool is what, that his what name what year was this this is 1998 Damn. height of primus time this is big i was gonna say yeah this isn't like old man primus he, he wasn't trying to win anyone over i think he was just like hey cult fans that like us maybe it was the salt air at the salt air that made him yeah kind of it, less enthusiastic because it does kind of stink at that <laughs> but it was so dull i was like i don't really care you guys aren't trying to entertain anyone here no mine is actually an individual song from a performance and um, one that I know Mr. Kent Dunn also saw. I actually really like Mr. Jared Leto and his band, 30 Seconds to Mars. I think they're pretty cool. Pretty energetic. And, and I was they really want to run away, yeah. run away. I like their music. I think they're good. And I, I hear they put on a good show. And for the most part, they did. Probably their biggest song is The Kill. Mm-hmm. And Jared Leto comes on in this breezy kimono and sings this stripped down, quiet boring version of their biggest song Boo. and like lets the audience sort of sway and sing along with him and i'm like oh this is just like one the of the intro to the where he's gonna do this right. sweet intro because everyone knows this song everyone's here for this song and but the intro never stopped and it just kept staying quiet and soft and dull and boring and i was so annoyed i'm like that's that's the I best get, song. What are you it. doing? I, I get that artists probably get tired of playing the same thing day in, day out, and you mm-hmm. know they want to try their new stuff, but don't do it with the biggest hit. No. People want to hear the My biggest My recommendation hit. would be to play the song as is, and then three-fourths through the song, make it a ballad. Yeah. Right? And then deviate it, and say... It's like you start off slow and then... Totally. Boom. And just say, you came here to see a different experience than just listening to the CD. Yeah. I'm going to mix it up. Maybe I'm going to introduce the band as we play for 17 minutes. Yes. And then we're going to end big. But it seems... Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, in that one, he just dropped the ball. It was just so dull. I, I'm, and I like, you know, bands... Maybe your lead guitarist takes a, a portion. There's a, a, mm-hmm. a band that I'll mention later. There's a specific song that's super popular and the lead guitarist changes the solo every single time. And it's like, that. that's awesome. That's that live experience. It's musicality. Yeah. It's, it's cool. But this, yeah, Jared Leto, you let me down, buddy. Jared Leto me down. Uh-huh. <laughs> In the Suicide Squad or at the concert? <laughs> but this was post-Suicide ah. Squad. This is 2017. Ah. Ah. So I wonder ah. if he was messed up. He was growing back his hair. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Now, this next one is Most Fun Audio and Visuals. So once again, this, is, this isn't about their performance as much as it is the presentation given. Yeah. This feels like I'm robbing this band of greatness because they are possibly the greatest band I've ever seen live. 
but and I you've can't seen the Stones. Yes, but I can, and I've seen this particular band. And you've seen Robert Johnson and the family. Robert uh, Randolph that's it. and his family band. But I've seen this band six times in concert at least. And it's Muse. Yeah, boy. Uh, I wanted seeing, to put them here. Seeing Muse in concert. And I've seen them, Colorado, here in Salt Lake many times. Saw them quite early, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I know, yeah. Like first album? Second album? Uh, no, first or, album. No way. no way. Origin of Symmetry? Yeah, Origin of Symmetry. But their best album. Yeah. Oh, absolutely amazing. Yeah. So anyways... Their shows, and they've got progressively better, right? As the, the more popular they get, and granted, they play Starlight, and everyone freaks out. But every time they play... It bugs me it's in the wrong key. Yeah. They always play in live, and I hate it when bands do this. They play the song in the wrong key, or a different key from what they recorded it at. So you're standing there the with vocals. your arms folded? That's, that, that's the wrong key for this very popular song that they're doing a very <laughs> good job doing. I went to the doing. symphony in elementary school. I know keys. <laughs> I've seen Vivaldi performed live. <laughs> But seeing Muse live is like a Martian space battle. Yeah. Because there's wow. so many green lights shooting pew, everywhere. Pew, 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 pew. And granted, I'm partially blind because of all the Muse shows <laughs> I've seen. And I explain s- your taste in movies. That's hey! <laughs> But there's one concert in particular. This was in 2010. And this was for The Resistance. Yes. The show opens up. And you just see three skyscrapers. This was at the E Center at the time. Mm-hmm. You see skyscrapers. Then all of a sudden, the skyscrapers, like the middles cut out of them. Each of these three performers are in the middle of each of these skyscrapers for most of the show while these lasers are going off giant beach balls for some reason because yep. those are necessary. They're awesome at concerts. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen. And then I decided not to go to their Simulation Theory concert, which came two years ago. Because I was like, I've seen them so many times. We, we, Kent and I literally were talking about going and just both didn't. Yeah, we just didn't. So we're like, we, we don't want to spend $80 right. on this concert. We've seen them a lot. What were we thinking? And we didn't go. And it was their best show they've ever put on. Their best their show. Their best show. <laughs> and we totally missed out, Zach. Yeah. But they are still the best visual band I've ever I seen. Bet. Did you see the Madness tour? That yes. was the one with Cage the Elephant. Mm-hmm. I loved that one because they had this great big pyramid of screens. And then in the song Madness, which got a lot of radio play at the time. Yeah, that one. Um, He had like glasses that had an LED thing of the Mm -hmm. lyrics going on and the camera angle. He like just got all up in the camera. That sounds cool. It was awesome. And a talking guitar too. I actually prefer, I've seen music uh, just a couple times. I prefer their, the arena rock version of them, which is so much fun. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Good choice. Joel. I actually found in my research that most of my concerts were outdoor concerts. Do you prefer outdoor? Well, that's the, that's what I know. Mm-hmm. Like all, I was looking at these, and it's like, oh, they had multiple bands here, or this one, or Usana, or, or Wolf Mountain, like all these different places where it was just outdoors. Yeah. So when I went to go see the Dixie Chicks in the Delta, hold Center, on, hold on, uh-huh. what? Uh-huh. I, I, it was one of the coolest concerts I've been to because it was so immersive. It's just the chicks now. Uh, what year? Uh, this was two thousand three. Okay. Just after controversy mm-hmm. time, like we bought the tickets before controversy, and then controversy happened, and we're like, ah, well, we still have the tickets. And uh, it was this immersive light and and visual and like the stage was moving around and stuff like that experience. It was really cool to see. And we were, you know, we were fans of the Dixie Chicks at the time. And mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to hear certain songs. My goal was to go hoarse by the end of the show. So I was like yelling the whole time, Marty, we love you. Um, were you singing along? I, totally. Goodbye, Earl. Yes. Yes. Um, but we actually did see them. I saw them before that, too. I saw they were doing a performance, I think, on the Today Show in New York. And we actually, we, we were in New York 
one of the reasons was to see the Dixie Chicks like do this thing, and then we I had like, no idea about in. this fandom. Yeah, I was gonna say my family was big fans for a long time, but we 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 enjoyed them. We saw them in this outdoor thing, which was fun. Then we got to go see them in concert a year later, which was also fun. But it really was like I, I think I quoted in my journal. I said this is one of the coolest concerts I've ever been to, and it was because of how the lights worked and how the presentation was and the sound in that amazing Delta Center mm-hmm. venue. So maybe not, I, I haven't been to like an amazing mechanical kind of cool concert in that way. Right. But this was one of those times when I went, I get the concert experience. This is not and just... And you probably had the lights just yeah, flaring up This wasn't at the right just times. sitting in a crowd, a bunch of sweaty people outdoors, freezing your butt off and right. smelling skunk the whole time. Mm-hmm. This was like an indoor... Every 311 concert for yeah, me. This is a cool experience. <laughs> so yes, the Dixie Chicks, I put out there as my most fun audiovisuals. Cool. Maybe, maybe by default, it was one of my few indoor concerts, yeah. but also they put And I bet a, their singing quality is great as they, well. They did a great show and they're right. playing their own spins and they're really engaging the crowd and everything. It's It was fun to see. So mm. yeah. My, my conventional answer it, it is Muse. Mm-hmm. I think they do their their light show and everyone needs to see them once is is amazing. But I have a cheat answer that trumps everything. Uh, back to the symphony, gentlemen. In, 20, <laughs> in 2019, I got to see the Utah Symphony performing the entirety of the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, so what so they like did the is up the on- symphony was out, was down there and playing, and then up on a screen behind them, they had the Empire Strikes Back, but the music tracks had been taken out. And so, With you the could, odd, like, the, did you hear the dialogue? It was what, just watching the movie. Oh, yeah. but they're playing but it live. Then I could see that um, from the because I was a pretty high up, I could see the conductor had like a screen that had uh, a, like a timer going to keep them perfectly like in karaoke with that the is movie, cool. kind of. Yeah, and so it had this like red line going across the screen to make sure that they were always on with the movie but just even little stuff like li- watching the orchestra live playing while the speeders are going through hoth you know you think about the imperial the, march the, 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 honestly empire strikes back is the greatest single score of all time in but, my opinion but the problem is is i i see shows like that and what i do is i'm like it, my, my brain knows they're like, playing it, sounds it live the same. Yeah. but I'm also, I'm also like well they could just play the track and I would have no idea yeah, well, and that's the thing that was nice is I've seen this movie so many times I could just you know look down and you know I'm hearing the music mm-hmm. and the advantage there is I'm also now hearing the dialogue that I've always heard so many times Yeah, um, it was a wonderful experience that sounds pretty um, cool. accentuated by uh, Ian McDermott and Hayden Christensen coming out and thanking them because it was during oh, oh, yeah. uh, the fan Palpatine X. and Anakin were there. Yeah, they popped out and said, Hey, thanks for being here. Anyway, come to comic con. Bye. And it, but it was, it was really a magical That's cool. uh, experience. And so audio visuals. Yeah. I got to see the empire strikes back in concert, but it's a cool experience. It to is have it. very cool. All right. How about what's a concert that you were dragged to? I don't know if I was really dragged to a concert. Uh, Ken and I had a cool conversation about this because if you've been dragged to a concert you didn't really like by a girlfriend or something mm-hmm. that you didn't really want to go to. By the way, really, dates at concerts, they're the worst. Ah, I've never really, uh, no, not really. Yeah. Uh, with my wife, but that's, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I like that. That's a real date. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I was going to say, that's enjoyable. It's love. But the one that my family took us all to was voicemail. <laughs> wow. now, was this a Christmas show or just a uh, standard voicemail show? The first time it wasn't a Christmas show. First but, time. Uh, oh, yes, because I've seen <laughs> a couple of Multiple. So voicemail is a six-man contemporary acapella group based in Utah, formed at Utah State back in 1994. And like I said, I wasn't really dragged to it, but I didn't know who these people were. My parents took the whole family, and I was like, all right, whatever. And they were like, I mean, acapella bands. Mock them if you want, kids. Uh. But... This concert to me, and I, I was young at the time, but this mm. concert to me was so much fun. The guys were entertaining. They were joking around. They sounded great. Like I was like, I, I, they sound, I hear the drums. It sounds like drums and this sounds really good. It's colors, right? 
No. Okay. This is not Jericho Road? No. This is Pentatonix. voicemail. Okay. But I really did enjoy myself. I, I think I've been to their concert, a couple of their concerts. I know my brother uh, goes to their uh, concert annually for Christmas. We bought their albums. This became kind of like one of those albums that we all knew and loved and sang together as a family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so voicemail was one of those concerts I didn't expect to enjoy, but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it's all right. It's all right. voicemail. It's, it's Zach talent. and Kent. There's talent there. But have you seen the symphony? <laughs> I saw them actually doing the Empire Strike the whole soundtrack. Voicemail was doing it the whole time. <laughs> I couldn't even join in. I was laughing too hard. All right, so the concert I was dragged to was February first, twenty seventeen. And the reason I well, it's the artist but also the timing. So I was dating someone, a very lovely girl. And things were starting to go. I, maybe I was getting a little bit afraid of being in the relationship. Like I, it was totally on me, but I wasn't as into it. And then she's like, hey, let's go see this this band. And I just didn't want to, but I went and it was Dashboard Confessional. Hey! Oh. They played at the Depot at this time. And it, so it was basically... Depot is like a smaller venue. I actually love the Depot. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's perfect. Intimate, it's cool. Because you, you pay your money and you're probably at any given time a hundred feet away from the Picture theater. you're in a cement box. That's the Depot. <laughs> yeah, but you're still close. You still are. It's yeah. a small cement box. So what, like you said, it's Chris uh, Krabappel. <laughs> yes. Krabappel. <laughs> and... It was funny because I, I didn't know much about the band other than like the Spider-Man song or whatever. Yeah. Vindicated. And uh, and I was like, well, he's talented. Like clearly, like you said, the audio quality is great. Mm-hmm. Half of the concert was just acoustic, which yes. the women were going crazy for. Any guy in the corner. I looked around the room and I saw all these other boyfriends being like, yeah. I know. <laughs> and then Joel's over there screaming. No, I was going to say. It was, screaming infidelity. It was this outdoor concert. He was, yeah. It was mostly plugged in. He didn't do a lot of acoustic. Okay. It was great. But there was at one point, he was playing way too many new songs. I could tell the audience was getting a little bit like, uh, that's not why I bought my and, and then all of a sudden, he was like, okay, guys, I'm going to go back to some classics. <sighs> yeah. It was hilarious. He put on a good show, but I was definitely, I would not have paid breathe to see Dashboard Confessional. Luck, breathe in. Deep. My heart right now for you. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Wow. I think my first real concert that I went to, except for, I might have seen Herman's Hermits at some point. I saw Herman's Hermits. At, really? Like, uh, it was Oldies Fest. Uh, well, you Something. were like seven if you went to that. No, it was. I was still probably a teenager. I think it was some like work party for something and they just happened to be there at the USANA Amphitheater. Oh yeah, no, it was a big outdoor thing. But so I don't wouldn't say dragged to that. I think I ended up at that. But I was dragged to what we'll call my first real concert experience, October twenty fifth, two thousand six. I got to see Evanescence. Bring me to life. How oh, were they? Oh my word. Not <laughs> the you were best. dragged to it by whom? My girlfriend in high school. Mm. Yeah, it was her favorite band. Did Red she wear a lot Fire. of eyeliner? Yeah, was she a tortured soul? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's, oh, not not fun. Uh, honestly, Evanescence has some, good voice. I do no, enjoy their. Some I disagree. Of songs. Really, very nasally, very gross. How but dare you? There are some like rock songs of theirs that weren't featured in Daredevil. That I'm I don't all about mind. bands that allow a guy just to talk in a baritone voice. <laughs> wake me up! Wake me up! Can't wake up! Save me! Oh, it's terrible. I just hated it so much. I didn't like any part of that. So you were both dragged and didn't enjoy it, is what you're saying? No, no, not at all. Uh, Mine was okay, but still no. All right, now the best personal concert experience you've went to. I'm not going to go with musicality on this one. Yeah, This is more of like a personal interior. Yeah. So this was August 11th of 1998, and I was a big wannabe punk rocker with my baggy jeans, my 
concert t-shirts were my secondhand t-shirts, but there was a band that I just devoured at the time because they had, they were the most innocent punk band around and it's MXPX. Aww. So I saw these guys. They also played with Blink-182. Like I said, they're always playing together. And I don't really want to go into the name of this tour because it's just, it's human waste. It's what the tour is named after. Okay. Blink-182 came up with that name. Ah, makes Imagine sense. that. But this was a very pivotal time for me. And the day of the concert, I was working at Laguna Beach as a lifeguard at the time. Sorry, personal story. That's okay. All of a sudden, I'm working. And then I notice a couple of my fellow employees were like, like all centering toward this one spot. And I'm, I'm working. I'm like, oh, in 20 minutes, I can go and break and see what's going on. And then finally, I ran over there. And just before they left, the three members of MXPX just where they were leaving Laguna ah. Beach. It was like I met the biggest celebrities on the planet. And I was just like, I was able to be like, hi, cool. I'm going to your show tonight, sort of thing. I went to the show and I had backstage passes. So I went oh. backstage, How talked you, to MXPX. Did you pay for those or you win those? I don't even know. Huh. Something amazing happened. It may have been something with Lagoon where they're like, hey, you guys can have backstage passes. Mm-hmm. But me and my best friend at the time went and talked to him. And we talked about The Simpsons for about 30 minutes while Blink-182 played. That's awesome. And I love The Simpsons at the time. So yeah. it was like, this is the best of every world. <laughs> but yeah, meeting MXPX was amazing. That is pretty cool. And, and yeah, they sing Chick Magnet, if anyone knows that song. Responsibility. <laughs> you played, you played What's concert, that? Right? Yeah. 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 For me, my best personal concert experience is kind of this eclectic experience of the first X96 bash. This was back in August 3rd, 1995. Wow. Uh, that's the first ever? That, that this, I don't know if it's my first. Con- this thing is, it was, is that their first? Their first bash? That was their first bash, yes. Mm-hmm. And it was at Wolf Mountain in Park City. Uh, and it, it was really fun because like this was I was 15 years old. I went with my older brother and a couple of his friends and some of my friends. And it was like this independent moment where I'm like, yeah, I'm out doing this cool concert thing. Mm-hmm. And I wrote about uh, I, I, I wrote reviews of each band that played. Love it. I'm going to read those for you now. Wait, you have the exact I, I got the quote from my journal already. <laughs> this is the quote. Quote, the bands that played were Wax. They rocked. Moonpool and Caterpillar. They rocked. <laughs> Cake. They sucked. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong, they rocked. Gwen Mars, they're okay. Everclear, they rocked. Yes. Honest Engine, okay. Catherine Wheel, cool. <gasps> Howard Jones, fun. And Bush, they rocked so hard it wasn't funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you wrote that? This is what I wrote in my journal back in when I was 15 years old. So it, that's the thing is like there were there were ten what bands. A concert. I remember like there were like, like this was a whole Stretch experience Armstrong. for me. Like there was part. I remember during Catherine Wheel, there was like water. People were just throwing water bottles. So I'm looking over at the crowd, this big outdoor crowd. There's like you know the area where you can sit, and then the back area where you can uh, like put a blanket out. And there's the front area where people's like moshing, mm-hmm. and like people are throwing full water bottles. And I'm just watching all these water bottles play. And I'm like, this is so cool. And then I almost get hit in the head. Howard Jones was there, which seemed to be weird in this. That's a weird classic, combination. Though. Yeah, and I remember like the drummer at one point took this drum solo and. Everyone Everyone's like, yeah. And then like, you know, 10 minutes later when the drum still is still, still going, we're like, boo. Meanwhile, cake uh, was going. Birds fly from the window yes. well above mine. Were you at the concert? No, I just know that song and I know that's what they do. So they had the one, cake had the one hit, rock and roll lifestyle mm-hmm. back then. They would not play it and the audience got mad at them. I've talked about this, I think, on the show before, but like they were like, at one point he's like, what do you guys want? Someone goes, get off the stage. He's like, I don't care what you want. And Take a tree. This dude, I, like, I was down mosh pitting for a while. Like as a 15 year old, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I got to crowd surf. 
which was amazing. Like they're picking you up and, and passing you around. Mm-hmm. It was just like so cool. Touching your butt a lot. He weighed, they, they, he like, weighed like 85 pounds. They, I know I was small. <laughs> and they moved me over and they dumped me off. Like I, I get to the front and the security guard just yep. grabs me, yanks me down. And I'm, I don't even remember what he said, but he just yelled in my ear and then he ripped off my wristband and kicked me out of the concert. What? What? I'm a 15 year old kid in a time before cell phones and I'm outside the concert. I have no ride. I, all my friends are, my brother are in there and I'm like, what am I going to do? And I looked on the ground, there was garbage everywhere, and there was like a wristband on the ground, like a torn one. So I just took it yeah. and kind of wrapped it around my wrist and kind of held it with my, my fingers, just kind of very awkwardly. Walked in, showed my wristband, they let me right back in. So Wait, nice. so you saw Bush before we saw them? I saw Bush, and this is like 90, 95. So this is like, you know, they were hey just, day. they were really Gavin good. Rossdale and at that time? it was amazing. They rocked so hard, it wasn't funny. It, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I remember the one point, too, they, they were like tossing people up in the air. Yeah. Like the, this is in the back in the grassy area. But they tossed this kid up like, I don't know, like 20 feet. I, I wrote 25 feet is why I wrote my journal. Not even funny. Yeah. And then he landed on the ground. <gasps> they dropped him and the ambulance oh. had to come get him. <laughs> I think he's okay. It I don't could have been you. It could have been. Uh, but I had a, so much fun at this concert. And it was like one what of those a great moments. show. It was an independent show where I was like, I'm, you know, doing my own thing. This is so cool. Honorable mentions. I just want to give real quick. Taking my kids to see their first concert. I went to go see OK Go mm-hmm. uh, in Ogden. Way cool. The, the amphitheater. And it was my, my, my nine-year-old daughter's favorite band at the time. And so it was cool to be able to have that experience with them. Are they fun life? They were. They, a lot they of fun. are like the music video kings. The music videos are fantastic. That's yeah. why I love them. But like knowing their songs when they play them was a lot. Yeah, they have good too. music. A lot of energy. Yeah. yeah. Another album I mentioned. I just want to mention real quick is when Gavin Rosdell walked right by us. Yeah. In October 2019, mm-hmm. at the. Uh, it was amazing. Yes. Still handsome, by the way. Yeah. And I was too busy getting out my phone trying to take a picture that I missed him when he walked by. But it was still yeah. cool. Anyway, there you go, listener. There's a, an episode of Bacon Sale that you maybe have started but definitely haven't finished. That's number 264, putting Rush in the limelight. (laughs) Uh, On that episode, I talk about my experience with a band called Rush, and uh, they are basically how my dad uh, taught more advanced music to me and musicality and showed that bands can do more than just, you know, have very simple beats and simple chords. So my dad shares this with me, and I take that and run with it, and I, you know, start to really get into music because of that. Well, the album was called Moving Pictures. Mm-hmm. And I've listened to it. Yeah, it's, it's good. You've listened to all of them. I have. But uh, so it, that was the favorite album. That's what we had. I listened to it a bunch. Oh, and then in 2010, Rush announced a, their, what's called their Time Machine Tour. And the kind of headlining feature, I guess, if you will, of this tour is that they were going to play that Moving Pictures album in its entirety. Oh, wow. Cool. Track by track. Love when they do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the second act, because uh, Rush as a band, they don't have an opener. They literally go on and then... As a fan, play, that's amazing. They played for an for hour and a half, and then they go have some prune juice, and they came <laughs> back and played for another hour and a half. But in, Why would you take prune juice before doing a concert? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they came back in that second act and played all of Moving Pictures, and that was just a, a, a great experience, but it was accentuated by... The fact that I I did I bought my dad a ticket and I took my dad and so me and him were just, went to this concert at the Osana Amphitheater and like I shared this music with my dad who shared it with me uh, and it was just kind of a magical experience musically and uh, you know those old guys could still get it so nice yeah uh, I think that was just that was just a real magical experience for me from music all right now we have worst concert experience um sorry Spencer uh, Willie Nelson. Oh, um, do you love it? No, yeah, my brother loves Willie Nelson. Okay, and we all went to go see him uh, October six, two thousand three, at the Weber County Fair. So you know he's a little older in age, but I like Willie Nelson. I like his music, but I was sick. 
My whole family was going to this concert mm-hmm. and I was exhausted. Like physically and mentally, it had been a long day at work. I wasn't feeling well. My head hurt. And I remember during the concert, like the sun was in my eyes and I was on those very uncomfortable metal benches and I couldn't get comfortable. And like, you guys know how in concerts, the music is really loud. Yeah. When you have a headache and there's feedback and, and loud some music. smells. And yeah, Weber County Fairgrounds, so mm-hmm. some smells and uh, also other smells. Indeed. But uh, it just hurt my eyes and it hurt my ears. And I remember at one point, I just kind of walked up to the back of the stadium and just kind of leaned against the wall and like, oh, looked no. out and like saw like the horses down below and just kind of like watched the trees and just kind of tried to relax because I was just miserable, physically miserable. Even though I, I like the songs, I like Billy Nelson. My brother to this day has not forgiven me for that. In fact, when I when I was talking to him about, you know, we're doing a concert <laughs> show, he's like, you could tell him about that time you, you put your back to Willie Nelson the whole time. And I'm like, uh, I was dying. Like you ruined the show for him? Bas- well, and I felt bad because like he was so excited to go. And then yeah. you, it's like when you show someone a movie you love and they're like, yeah. look at the phone pay the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel bad about that. But it was just, I was not happy. So Willie Nelson, I'm sorry. I'll make it up to you sometime. Uh, but yeah. Kent. So Joel and I have talked about this concert. This was September 28th, 2002. This was two months after my church mission, and I was feeling pretty innocent and naive still. And uh, I decided to go to this X96 bash. Yes. And this is the one where Goldfinger did their thing. Yes. But also, we had Unwritten Law, Real Big Fish, which is one of my favorites of all time. Face to Face, which was like a mid-90s favorite punk band the format who apparently i wrote about but don't remember at all do you, you don't remember the format nope they became fun oh yeah uh, kind of crazy oh weird and then the used was one of the headliners remember this was like used was like still like this cool utah band that yeah. everyone was taking pride in and i was right in the middle of the mosh pit because that was the time when i thought it was pretty fun to mosh and yeah. this was the last time i ever moshed in my life because i was like you know what? i don't really like the used he's just screaming up there it's not he my is. thing mostly screaming and so i started backing away from the pit I'm like, I'll go see who's playing the other stage. And as I'm leaving the mosh pit, all of a sudden, two people just rush past me and they're pushing everyone out of the way. Like it seemed like an emergency. And I look over because it's these two guys pushing everyone out of the way because they were escorting this young woman out of the mosh pit and she was holding her eyeball, which was poking out of her eye socket. I am so sorry. Do you like how I painted that whole picture? (laughs) You know I have an eye thing. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And and I was like, I mean, I'm just as stunned now. And granted, it was the use, so it was some heavy moshing. Yeah. And, you know, there's obviously blood. Don't go into details. (laughs) You already said enough. And it's not like it was was out enough, but still attached. Stop it! And there were only two guys helping her out of the mosh pit. I'm like, somebody get an ambulance. I feel woozy. <laughs> you, you know, you know. I write notes when you guys do stuff, and, and I'm, I'm putting down here what your your answers are. Uh-huh. I didn't think tonight I would type the used mosh pit eyeball, <laughs> oh. but there we are. I'm sorry I didn't cause this. Ooh, you should have warned. Oh. And because I like mosh pits, when you're in a mosh pit, you you hear the music. For some reason, it, I think it's kind of dumb now, but you're fighting with people or pushing people. And you're it bumping gets you, into people. It gets you more involved in Kids, the show. Children, if you don't know what mosh pit yes, is. Yes, please go on. It's uh, dumb. It's down near the front of the stage, usually. Everyone kind of gets together and just kind of pushes into each other. Like, if you get enough room and running start, you can kind of, like, throw a shoulder at somebody yep. or an elbow. Fights will generally kind of like start, though. Bouncing and pushing against each other. Or getting kicked in the side of the head and your eyeball popping out. Just to, Stop! Just in the, I'm so sorry. I like when, no, you're not! <laughs> I like when bands, like, yell at people for doing that nowadays. Yeah. Like, hey, cut that out. I've seen in concerts a lot of times, 
uh, like if someone falls to the ground, people will like kind of mm-hmm. muscle other people away so they can stand up. Like I, yeah. for the most part in my mosh pits, people were somewhat respectful. There is yeah. an etiquette. Yes. Yeah. As soon as I got old enough, like for example, at Bricks, you have to be a certain age to go sit up top and just watch the band in peace or in the venue. I don't even know what it's called now. And I was like, I can't... I, I'm so happy I'm of age that I don't have to get in the mosh pit anymore because yeah. that ruined me. I bet. I was so innocent, and that's what I saw. Ugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Kent. Well, my worst concert experience is not eyeball related. Thank you. It's probably whoever opened for Evanescence, but I can't remember if it was the opening band or actually somebody who was in Evanescence, but you know, it's a tough job being a live keyboard player in a band keeping up the energy yeah mm-hmm. especially if you're in like a like an emo rock band or whatever and so there was this guy and again i, I might have been evanescence but he was was rocking out on his keyboard and he had long hair it was kind of in a mohawk but it was just like a long a long flowy sort of thing and he just kept uh whipping his hair against the end of the keyboard what? It's like a little plastic casio keyboard mm-hmm. and he just kept whipping his hair against it why I don't know. Is it playing keys? Yeah. No, it was it was like over the top of it, like on the plastic top part, and he just kept whipping the top, just bashing it against the keyboard, and I I couldn't watch anything else. (laughs) Just the guy whipping his hair. The symphony would not show this kind of disrespect to a keyboard. Never. Imagine whipping your head against a baby grand. Not happening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so wait ken's story is about someone being traumatically injured and yours is about someone whiffing their hair towards an instrument without actually touching it <laughs> instruments and hair are two things i'm very passionate about <laughs> yeah well, everything zach, zach are you doing okay should we get someone to talk everything's to you nothing after that story that's the worst story in the history of bacon sale Wow, <laughs> sorry all right what's a current band that you'd like to see this is so tough because There's I want to give honorable mentions, but I am. Um, sure, can I? Yeah, yeah go. Sure. That's fine. Ben Folds. I would love to see Ben Still. Folds. Still. He's very, very musically talented. As yeah. the more I've got older. The symphony goer in me loves him. More, the more I have gained a love for Ben Folds. Because obviously when he was popular, I did not like him. The I ben was a Folds punk rocker. Five. Don't like them. But Ben Folds. Actually, I like when ben they Folds came back five. with their album, yeah. uh, I was totally into it. Really? But like ben Steven's Folds himself. Last Night in Town. He is so talented. That, his piano work is amazing. So I'd really love to see him. If you, if you ever just jump on YouTube and watch the video of him taking 10 minutes and composing a song. Yes. It's Actually, awesome. he does it every show he does. He really? makes up a song. So I love it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, But the band I need to see before I die, Metallica. Yeah. Uh, straight up Metallica. We were talking about this before the show, but... It's Metallica? This, all this time I've been calling Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Zach would say. <laughs> Metallica. Metallica. <laughs> but they start every show, and I've seen a few concert movies. They show this, and they use Ennio Morricone's The Ecstasy of Gold. Yes. Which is from The Good and the Bad and the Ugly, and it is perfect because as soon like as that song ends... instrumental like kind of building song. Yeah. And every, it's like a really peaceful, nice oh, song, but there's a build... Oh. It's Star Trek. <laughs> and then they just enter the stage. Like they walk right out and people are freaking out. And then. Dun, 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 and it's. For whom the band I need told. to see this in person. I'm not a big Metallica fan. I, I know their songs. But I mean, I would love to do a full show just so I could listen to their whole discography. But they're the show I would pay. No joke. $200 to see. Wow. wow. Because it seems like a once in a lifetime opportunity at this point. Cheapskate yeah. Ken's going to drop $200 to see a band he doesn't really like. Groupon. <laughs> I'm not going with you. Please? You think I'd survive it? Bogo, Joel? You think I'd survive a Metallica concert, Kent? 
<laughs> yeah. No, you'd be back there looking at the horses. <laughs> oh, feel sick. Oh, my head. <laughs> but yeah, Metallica, I need to see them. Looking right. at the horses. <laughs> uh, what about yours, Joel? Mine, uh, it's you two. I've heard I totally hear you. So many yeah, that's another mile mentions. I've heard their shows are amazing and vi- just both visually and audibly. Like everything about them I've heard is so cool, and I've never got the chance to see them. They are still touring. Like they toured in 2019 uh, with the Joshua Tree tour. Mm-hmm. They were doing like a, a kind of a anniversary show. I love so many of their songs. I think I'd enjoy most of their set list. Yeah. If that's not current enough, uh, I did put churches down here as well. Oh, that'd be cool. Band. I'd love yeah. to see them. And I think you'd be able to. Yeah, and they're they're much more smaller too. Like mm-hmm. I could probably that's not an arena concert. That's like a depot con- type sure. concert. But uh, those are two bands that I thought that just, I really, w- I'd like to see them and I probably would pay money to see if them. If you'd like, we could just go to the aquarium down uh, south oh yeah, and they have the, their, yeah, their pop tour prop. They do that giant octopus. Uh, so weird. Alien. You two is a great choice. I, claw. if there's a BOGO for you two, we're going. We should totally or go to you two. bow throw. Bacon sell trip to you two. So oh. Zach, you could go too. I'm in. Okay. Oh, cool. Let's go. Yeah. Would you guys kick me off the show if I said Taylor Swift? I hear she puts on a good show. She is can't tell more about the eyeball. Iconic. So <laughs> yeah, the eyeball is much less gross. <laughs> yeah. uh, she had to shake it off though. Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, how about ta- how about Lady Gaga? Would, oh, you, would it, you kick me off the show if I said so? I Lady Gaga say. opened for New Kids on the Block, uh, and my friend saw her. What? A coworker of mine when they saw were her. doing it like a comeback. They were doing yeah. like the little comeback tour. Yeah, like in the like early two thousands. Like, yes. Uh, okay. Like probably like this is what, I don't Jordan Knight was trying to be big. Eight. So the, like probably 2007, 2008, late mm-hmm. 2000s, they were they were there. And I remember well, all she said was like, and this woman dope him for him. And it's just she's wearing no pants. Like that was her review of Lady Gaga. Back <laughs> Who, in the who's day. this? Uh, for a co-worker. Okay. Mine, yeah. Wow. Um, then my official answer then, because actually those those two are real answers. But uh, my favorite band going right now, they're a local Utah band. It's, I don't know how, but they found me. I talked to these guys about them. The band is lot. called I Don't Know How, But They Found Me. Yeah. I Don't Know How, But They Found Me, which and they, is a reference they tour to the future. Yeah. They're touring right now in Europe. Uh, um, members of Brobex. Yeah, the Brobex. Who, he did play bass for Panic at the Disco for I a know them. years. They sing My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's really just two guys. And, and the, father. I can't remember what the other guy was in, but uh, the drummer. But it's really just this drum and bass duo. Oh, they'll be around. We'll they, go. I, um, for sure, my next concert will be them. I've already tried to see them twice, and it just fell through. Um, okay, Swifty. Pandemic. Yeah, so my, my next one for sure will be, I don't know how, but they found me. All right, what's a band you'd like to see again? Uh, Weezer. I saw Weezer in uh, October 7, 2008 at the East Center, as I mentioned, like seeing Angels and Airwaves and, and all that. If they come back, for sure, we have to go. Which album was around this time? Hurley? Ratitude? Mm, one of those. One but, of the bad ones, but still it's seeing but Weezer. Like, but it was more just seeing Weezer because yeah. they were like, like I said, Tom DeLonge came out and he talks about being a peeping Tom on his neighbor, which mm-hmm. is weird and gross. And a bunch of other stuff he said was horrible. But then Weezer comes out and, and Rivers Cuomo starts talking about how he took his kid to the science museum and had a great time. And like, no, I love your city. That's so precious. And like, it was just like, I like you. And then at one point they, they uh, on this tour, they got a bunch of people who had uh, played instruments, various instruments mm-hmm. in the audience. And they invited him to come up on stage and play a song with them. That's everyone's dream. Yeah. And so like, like, like people are playing recorders and like, you know, bongos. What? And it was so fun to watch. They were they were just so personable and so much fun, and he was telling funny stories. And they put on a fun show that I went, you know what? Next time Weezer comes in town, yeah. I'd love to see. And them they've again. had better albums since then, so it'd be fun to see them. And that, and the thing is, they have their hits, which I love, but they mm-hmm. also have a couple other ones. They're going to play the greatest hits, and it's going to be a fun show. So right. I'll go see Weezer again. Oh, they're, ne- they're touring next year in uh, Europe with Green Day. I'd go see that concert. And sometimes the Foo Fighters. What? Totally would go Foo see that Foo Fighters concert. Weezer. 
So that jumps right into mine. It's the Foo Fighters. Oh, nice. Ah. Yep. Yeah. So I saw these guys on May 31st in the year 2000. In the year 2000. This was at the E-Center, and this was a super show because it was Foo Fighters opening, and they did they jump opened. back and forth. They opened for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Foo Fighters were way better than Not Red Hot Chili Peppers. Not a lot of shirts in that show. Not at all, or much of anything else. <laughs> but yeah, this was an amazing show. I was really into, I think I gained a love for the Chili Peppers post 2000 actually okay. based on californication yeah and by the way two amazing albums stadium arcadium but foo fighters at this time they only had three albums which were masterpieces it's there's nothing left to lose color in the shape and the self-titled album and since then this has been 21 years since and they've come out with maybe 50 50 mm-hmm. but the 50 that really rock really rock and i would love to see dave grohl do their old classics and the ones I've loved in the past 20 years. Like, I yeah. think it'd be an amazing show. That'll so, be a fun show to go to. Please come with Weezer. Yeah. Oh, man, I'd love to go see him. Right. Yeah. Problem is, every time Vegas goes to concert, bad things happen. <laughs> We're not talking not about good, that. Good things happen. Good yeah, things happen. Indeed. Yeah. I'm going to see Muse again. Can't we're going. Oh, deal. For sure. Absolutely. I've never seen him. Yeah. Will They're, you come with? Sure. You'll? Yeah. Okay. okay. When Muse comes back, we'll all go. All right. Who's the I'm band? I'm so old, though, that I'll be the one wearing headphones at these concerts <laughs> or earplugs. That's true. Who is Wait, the band? I, I, did, I do want to bring this up. Are you guys now at the point where you will, like, you're not getting the mosh pit anymore, but do you Heck sit no. down or stand up? Oh, or? I will find a seat. I'll be in the back. <laughs> I, I, oh, it's stand and show respect. Yeah, it, it's funny to see the, how times change. Uh, hold on. Do you guys do, like, the foot tap, the head bob? Yes. Do you, do you ever jump up and down? Yeah, I'll sing along. Lighters or phones? Phones I, now. No one's lighters anymore. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll get into it occasionally. Yeah. You have to. I do the head bob and the yeah. sing-along. The sing-along, definitely. What and I the, sound like Tom DeLonge. How about the air drum? Or the, no. th- or the thigh drum? Yeah, how about, thigh drum for how sure. About the, how about the eye pop? <laughs> <laughs> you guys do that? No? Okay. Gross. Okay, who's the band you've seen the most? No one will really know this band, but they're called Lagwagon. I don't know Bless that you. band. Yeah, this was a band on Fat Records. It's a power punk band. Out of all the bands the you've 90s. seen, Lagwagon is one you've seen the most? This was a band that was my favorite Band, artist, anything from 1997 to 2002. Before I ever discovered Travis or Train, whoever you want to call them, <laughs> Lagwagon was my band of choice, and I devoured these guys. And them being from California, they always came to Salt Lake, mm-hmm. and they would generally play at Bricks. And the shows would be $15, and they were just so much fun. And I went every single time by myself, and I wasn't even kind of a solo concert guy, but I uh-huh. just enjoyed them that much. How many times are we talking? Eight to nine times. Oh, my gosh. So probably my 50 number is probably way off, considering I've seen this band that lag much, wagon. maybe more. I think that's an insult I've used at you on this show. <laughs> Back off, you lag wagon. Accurate. But yeah, so in, they're so old at this point, the lead singer is now doing acoustic music. Hmm. So, I mean, like, I still appreciate them. But, I mean, I did cross this point where I was like, this was going to be my first tattoo ever. Back when I was 18, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to get tattoos all over my back of my favorite punk bands. And oh, then, wow. Then come 2002, I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't get the Skylight vocal you band. a lag wagon tattoo? Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I would have had Pennywise, no effects. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, no use for a name. All over my back. And a giant shark. Should have just got like a vest with with patches. See, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, Super and it's bumper. a lot less permanent. Yeah. stickers. But lag wagon, still, I, I look back and I it brings me nostalgia. Because it's like poetry and punk, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, I didn't spend a lot of money. Of all the shows, I probably spent $100 to go see them. Yeah. But yeah, Lagwagon. 
How about you, Joel? No surprises. They might be giants. Yeah. How many times? Uh, four. I counted them. I thought it was five okay. or six, but I, I counted it up. And as far as I could tell, I saw them in 1996 at the Utah State Fairgrounds, 1998 at the Wasatch Event Center, 2003 at the Red Butte Gardens, and 2007 at the Depot. Wow. So it's been a while then. It has been a while. I, I really, since I started having kids, I kind of mm-hmm. stopped going to concerts and I might see him again. I, I probably would see him again if they came yeah. uh, back to the show. Are they still active? Yeah, they're yeah. still they're still touring. I mean, I know um, they're doing you know Mickey Mouse music now, but well, they did they did uh, one of the concerts I went to was a kid concert, like it was for their uh, here nope. come the ABCs and one two threes albums, and I went with my older brother or my younger brother, so it was like two adults and we we're just hanging out watching this kid concert. Was it okay? Oh, it was great. Okay. It was, that was the Red Butte Gardens, but it was a lot of fun. Their kid music is still very very fun. These are usually smaller venues. Uh, they they are interactive with the audience. They'll do like weird quirky stuff every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one time I wanted to talk about was uh, when they when they played the Deep, but the last time I got to see them. Maybe this is why I haven't gone back. So I'm waiting in line with all the rank and file rest of the people. Right. And then I found out a friend of mine worked for a company that was kind of doing the venue. So he got me backstage passes. So I got to leave the line. Amazing. And go inside to like this back room and hang out Mm -hmm. and just get some food and drink. And and it was all a lot of fun. And then I got to meet the band. And so this is like my favorite band. Mm -hmm. And I got to meet them. And so we're backstage. Oh, no. It was this thing where we got to, you know, wait in line and shake their hand. And I'm like, "What, what do I say? And all I could think to say was, thank you for making great music. <laughs> hey, you know, that's all you need that's to say. That's great. What's that, wrong with that? Was, that? But that was I almost sincerity. got emotional saying it. And I remember walking away going, that was so stupid. No. But I got like a, a signed foam finger and it was, a, it was a great concert. It was a lot yeah. of fun. But if you get a chance to see the Amway Giants in, in concert, I do recommend it because they are a lot of fun. But mostly because I love almost all their songs. Of course. So the Amway Giants, I've seen the most four times. Love it. What's the band that you wish you would have seen? Is this like the dream concert? Uh, yeah. This yeah. Is, our, is this our final final category? Final category. Well, then, I mean, I, I would have said the Beatles, but yeah, I kind I, of already this, did. Reasonably, this is a band that you cannot this see. This is brought right. to you by wish the Beatles. Have. Yeah. Yeah, there well, you go. Yeah. Um, another quick, uh, very quick actually, story, I, too. Actually, I wouldn't. I actually worked with a guy who was the touring keyboardist for The Killers, and back in 2000, September of 2009, they had a concert coming up, and he's like, hey, you guys want to come? You know, we can go hang out with the band. So I, and I was, and for some reason, I don't remember exactly why. I think uh, just with family stuff, it didn't work out. I didn't go to the concert. Mm. But like then I got all these pictures of them like playing ping pong with Brandon Flowers in the back room and hanging out with them. They're great in concert. I've, by I've the always way. kicked myself. We're the killers. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. So that I, I would, that's another one I, I probably still can see. But the one I can't see, but I wish I could, is Queen. Oh, mm-hmm. because we, with, we talked about with that. Freddie Mercury, yeah, with not back, Adam yeah. Lambert. In fact, I have the specific <laughs> time here because we already talked about Queen back in episode 306. Queen will rock you. But I probably would have gone for the Works tour in 1984 and 1985. It was one of their all largest all, tours. All, all around Live Aid time. Oh, just before. Yeah. Just before Live Aid time, yeah. they did this concert. So this is Freddie Mercury did have. You like mean a, they weren't broken up? <laughs> no, they weren't. Huh. Uh, but this, I mean, they have. From what I hear, they have these amazing lighting rigs and like and uh, animatronics and, and uh, light and pyrotechnics that's what i'm looking for mm-hmm. and so th- and they play all these songs i was looking at the set list and i was like most of these songs i love oh man and i would love to see them and like this is one where they had like a stage design based on metropolis with like rotating cog wheels and city landscape and yeah this is actually the one also where freddie mercury he apparently had a, a ligament injury in his knee so it was a little hard for him to get around all and right. during one of the concerts he actually fell down the stairs during hammer to fall oh, no oh, and geez. they had to hammer the, to fall oh. yeah so he only performed four more songs and then ended the concert only four oh, more yeah only, only. four more wow. so yeah i would have seen queen i thought i think it would have been amazing sorry i can't 
Yeah. Yeah. You. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. wow. Why did I not think of think Michael about Jackson? It. Wow. Right. The history tour, because I would like to see the legacy yeah. kind of yeah. all come together or the history tour. Yes. Uh, so and this tour went from September 1996 to October 1997. Uh, there was a 22 song set list and it includes everything you could ever want to yeah, hear. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I could go through the songs, but you know, Michael Jackson songs, uh. but I also really love. And here's the song that like was added with the history tour. Earth song. Imagine hearing Earth Song, which I love. Which one is the Earth Song? Uh, 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 it's one. What have we done to the world? Oh wow! Look yeah, that sounded like immigration song for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually a banger. Ancient and lamentation. Go so look, actually kind of look up the uh, music video for Earth Song. It's amazing. I don't wow. know why, but I really love it. Anyway, great choice, Michael Jackson. It's kind of like. Yeah, we could have picked the Beatles because to see these mega stars, but they're not great showmen. Well, that's why I hear the audio quality was terrible too back, okay. back in the day. But know, to see Queen good. would have been an amazing thing, mm-hmm. right? To see him dance around on stage, playing the piano, just being himself. Yeah. And Michael Jackson there would have been up there putting on this show. Both that of them have amazing would have stage been presence. Unforgettable. Oh, well, Michael Jackson with the dance moves alone. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So Michael Jackson doing all the hits. That's a fantastic choice. It is. That's. I almost second guess mine, but I'm going to stay with it. And it is Queen. So absolutely would see if I could pick any one concert, Mm -hmm. you know, in the history of the world. I want Queen at their prime. Yes, Uh, absolutely. But Michael Jackson is a fantastic answer. Yeah. The showmanship of Freddie Mercury, uh, I think second to none. And every video I've ever seen, I'm just like, this is so amazing. He puts it all out there. Yeah, just you know, walking or like strutting around stage with a with half of a microphone stand and makes <laughs> that look cool somehow. Yeah, that's crazy. But you know, it's that, that Michael Jackson is a wonderful choice too. Watching this this immensely talented dancer who moves like no human ever has, right? And with all those, you just well, he had amazing hits. Back to the back of dancers and everything. Yeah, I've watched some of the like the concert clips and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and the, they all the stuff the the sets and costumes and everything that's happening on dancers. And I'm just like, that is an amazing experience. Right. So wow. crazy, but awesome. Very yeah. Cool. So there we go. There's our categories. That was a fun show. Yeah, that was I, feel fun. Like, I feel like I've learned a lot about you guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't do concerts. That's what you've learned. <laughs> I do symphonies. I like the symphonies. Symphonies of nostalgia. But let us know your answers to these questions, because these are our experiences that we're sharing with you. You're getting to a little bit of us. We want to learn a little bit about you. So Definitely. let us know on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, Go through these categories, jot down some notes, and let us know, because we want to hear from you about your concert experiences. Uh, Do you love them? Do you not? We'd like to hear from you. But before we go, we want to thank a couple of our patrons in some special categories. Hold on. I'm going to hold up my phone and turn on the, the flashlight. There we go. He's, he's waving it back and forth. For Lady Terry A. Finley, Sean Sandquist, Just Plain Old Kyler, Alicia Bass, Braden Winterton, Chris Drought, Jennifer Kukowski, Adam and Rachel Crump, Plot Twist Media, Babs. Glow Clan Daniel, Shannon West, and Allison Gall. And literally, he's turned on his flashlight. You now can't I can't see. see. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's so bright. Oh, bye. It means I like the song. <laughs> Sing us out, Zach. <laughs> then we have our Bacon Council with Chris Anderson, Nick Knack 40 Wax, Ryan and Marley Farron, Mots, Stephen Ross, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, our favorite couple, the Madsons, The Shadow, and Reverse Listener. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. I can turn off my phone now, but that was for you. If I had a lighter, I would have used that as well. But open flame's not allowed here in the Bacon Cave anymore. (laughs) Anymore. Due to previous incidents involving eyeballs. (laughs) 
But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But most importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale on social media. Stop by the Facebook page and give it a like, as well as going to at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. Play along in the fun there. While you're doing that, stop by tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself some merch. It's like a band t-shirt that you can get at a concert, but much cheaper. Uh, go ahead and get one of those at tpublic.com slash bacon sale. And then if you like the show, you like what's going on and you want to support it further, stop by patreon.com slash bacon sale where support of the show starts at just $3 a month. You can get all sorts of fun things like a near hour long oh my bonus with a lot of big show because we didn't have one last week. Uh, it's always fun videos about eating Italian food and such. It's all fun over there over on patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, thank you internet listeners. Good night. Sorry, Zach. Fine. Sorry. You're my friend. It makes me want to do great things with my life until I get home and I just turn on Netflix and forget about it. <laughs> Joel? I, was, I probably would. Groupon? Did you wear, like, you know, any protective gear? Because, well, headgear. I'm old. <laughs> it has happened. What's, what's happening? Don't make sounds. The clarinet is all we need. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it wouldn't okay. have been Joel approved. Hi, Ryan. I'm Mark. sorry because I hurt you. Yesterday, emotionally. He's devastatingly handsome, too. Basically, his singing voice is my judging voice. <laughs> that dull man won me over that night. Joke lost. Boxcar uh, racer! Boxcar racer. <laughs> there you go. Joke back! <laughs> hey, that sucks. You guys suck. I don't like this. The Aquabats. <laughs> gross. So what we're saying is, don't use stools. Jared Leto me down. Good I went to the doing. symphony in elementary school. I know keys. <laughs> I've seen Vivaldi performed live. There's talent there, but have you seen the symphony? Krabappel. Yes. I'm all about bands that allow a guy just to talk in a baritone voice. They rock so hard it wasn't funny. Like, I don't care what you want. Take a tree. And she was holding her eyeball. Don't go into details. <laughs> you already said enough. It was out enough, but still attached. Stop it! <laughs> I didn't think tonight I would type the used mosh pit eyeball. <laughs> Stop! I'm so sorry. I like. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, imagine whipping your head against a baby grand. Not happening. <laughs> That's the worst story in the history of bacon sale. But it's Metallica. There's all this time I'm calling Metallica. Bogo, Joel. You think I survived a Metallica concert, Ken? <laughs> No, you'd be back there looking at the horses. Oh, feel sick. Oh, my head. <laughs> thigh drum. Yeah, about, thigh drum for how sure. About the, how about the eye pop? Did you know the third eagle was for Gollum? The third eagle? Oh, my heart just broke. <laughs>